Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, the podcast all about audition fails, disasters, laughters and everything that happens in the casting room that you don't get to hear about very often. My name is Christopher Butler Walford, I am your host, and each week I am joined by a guest from the world of entertainment to talk about their own audition disasters, but most importantly, the listener submissions from that week. That's right, every story that I tell our guest has been submitted by somebody listening to the show. Whether they're a theatre performer, a TV actor, whether they work in ballet, whether they work in commercials, radio, anything counts. And we absolutely can't wait to tell our guest every week. And this week... We have the fantastic David Hunter. He was the leading man in Kinky Boots. He's been in Waitress in the West End. He's an incredible performer. You might even know him from the Jesus Christ Superstar show on ITV a few years ago. He's brilliant. And he brings such a wonderful energy to the show this week. I really hope you enjoy it. Uh, If you'd like to get in touch with us while you're listening, then email us your stories to don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. And we'd like you to tweet along while you're listening to the show. We're at Don't Call Us Pod on Twitter and Instagram as well. So, yeah, let's have a chat and let me know what you think of the stories as they go. But I won't waste any more time. Let's get straight to the episode this week. I start every week, every episode, with the same question to our guests. What do auditions mean to you? Uh, Auditions are forever a scary thing, I think. I'm not sure I'll ever get over it. I don't think, I mean, I've done a lot, as you can imagine by now, some good, some horrific, but, I, um, but I've never not been nervous, you know? Um, but I think I kind of, I've always tried to just use that to my advantage and go in and try and use the nerves as rocket fuel to give you that little magical edge. Yeah. That like, you know, in those emotional moments, it just feels all the more palpable because the truth is your heart's you know racing, you're sweating profusely. Uh, you know, your lips wobbling. So you're halfway there anyway. So just to lean into that and let it be emotional and, and, and hard, you know, that's my plan. It's one of two ways with nerves, I find. Like, it, it either can really derail you or, like you said, you use it. I was always taught to, the nerves are just you showing you that you care. Yeah. And I like that. And it's, you know, I think I was taught to talk to my nerves as well. Anyway, yeah. it's, um, it's, it's true though. And I think some people find it a lot easier to do that than others. I think it's a it's an idea. I think if you just at least try to start with the idea of um, of embracing the nerves rather than fighting them, just saying mm. they're there no matter what. So you can embrace them, or you can lose, or you can, or you can, you know, be terrified of them. But they're going to be there, however you feel about it. So run with it. I say it always. It always seems to. My nerves always seem to find their way to my right calf, and it's jiggly knee syndrome. You know, that's that was always how it did, and it is uh, <laughs> specifically the right calf. Yeah, don't know why. Always my right one, and jig, jiggling, jiggling. It's like when you're in an exam and you're trying to trying to concentrate. And you're like fidgeting. I need a fidget spinner, basically. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> Throw it back a couple of years there. <laughs> <laughs> have have, ner- have nerves ever? got too much for you in an audition situation or have you been able to kind of like you said use them and, and go forward with it all the time i think usually i've been able to use them so they've not been disastrous but certainly there's been times where i went through a long period of going i just can't hold that note as long in an audition as i do at home and it's just how the nerves are affecting me and so you just have to go okay how do i balance that out how do i fix that when i'm very because for all the practicing you do, you're never that nervous. So there's no way of really 
figuring it out until you've done a load of them and go, oh, okay, I'm going to have to do this because everything's just wobbling a bit more and all those high notes just suddenly feel a little bit further away, you know? It's, um, it's yeah. funny sometimes as well how the effect of a new room can take over without even thinking of it. it those those people yeah. who listen who necessarily don't do a lot of auditions, they it can really get to you if you're in a brand new room or a brand new acoustic as well. And it just sounds different to how you've gone through the material at home. Again, because you're so comfortable at home rehearsing when you go into a new dance studio that the it's just bouncing off the mirrors or, you know, you're in a tiny room and it's a lot, you feel a lot louder than you think. That instant adaption to the room is it's really off-putting sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. And even just walking into a new room physically, you walk in and, and in that moment, um, it all is revealed to you in terms of, okay, there's that many people on the panel. That's where the pianist is. That's where the room is. That's where, this is how it, the reverb works. And you've got to adjust to that within a heartbeat and then suddenly try and be really charming all at the same time. Oh, yeah. And actually, it'd be nice if you could just walk in and just like kind of, they just go, listen, walk in, have one minute. We don't want to speak to you. You're not going to speak to us. Walk in, get to know the room, then leave again and come back in. And you just feel like, oh, yeah, I know this room now. It's fine. I get it. Just <laughs> oh, that. yeah. It's the it's just being inquisitive. It's like, oh, they've got that mirror. Oh, they got that chair. You forget. Oh, you've That's got to it. sing two songs now. <laughs> yeah, and like I say, be charming. Like you've got to walk in and make a great first impression in the most uncomfortable position that you're going to be in all day. So like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. Where, I don't know if these people like me. I don't know if one of my ex girlfriends is going to be on the panel and all those things that you've experienced <laughs> on this show. And you've got to walk in and go react. You know, in a heartbeat. And even if they are on the panel, you've still got to do it. That's the. You've <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> oh, it's just this. The it's the best and the worst time, isn't it? Auditions, and that's why we do this show just to prove to everyone it doesn't matter if it goes wrong. <laughs> it's gonna go wrong. You still got to do the audition, so it's fine. <laughs> Something we get in quite a lot is is just how sometimes you end up doing things that you just why would you you look back and go why would you ever do that? Why on earth would I? Or did I do that thing in that audition for that person? And I think this first story that I've got for you this week, which was tweeted into us, um, is perfect. It's nice and simple, nice and short, but you just look and go, what? I'm excited. <laughs> uh, so she says, at the age of 18, I showed the casting team, directors and producers my extreme sunburn on my thighs during an audition for the London transfer of Spring Awakening. <laughs> why i have absolutely no idea the whole panel laughed at me i was recalled for a more comic role but didn't get the part <laughs> why? Recall for a more sunburnt role yeah <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely why i mean well i suppose red was in the color scheme of spring awakening so that's half the half the <laughs> i mean that's dedication if that if that was a thought process of going right i'm going to be as red as possible for this audition is in the color scheme it's quite a personal, intimate show. Maybe she just yeah. wanted to show a personal, intimate area halfway up her thigh. I don't know. <laughs> Good on her. Good on her. <laughs> what did you do? Why did you do? But I suppose, you, I mean, at the age of 18, you are quite young anyway. Even if you're from a theatre background, you're still quite inexperienced. So it, that's completely allowable. And at least they laughed at her and at least I they didn't being, go get out. <laughs> I think you're being very kind because, uh, I mean... <laughs> this person but even at 18 i think most people will go you know what? i'm not audition savvy yet but i probably won't show them my inner thigh at this yeah, point it's probably not the best idea. well she got a recall so who <laughs> maybe she got it no, big... that's it the recall that was it it was all in the thighs <laughs> big sunburn fan spring awakening team 
Oh dear. See, little things like that. That's what I'm, again, we are absolutely loving about making this show is we get wonderful, big, long storytelling emails, but at the same time, little little nuggets like that. Brilliant. We got another one on Twitter. Uh, this was DM'd to us um, by a guy who he's already had a story read out on the show, but this one... Oh I no, he's a serial offender. The, I think this person would definitely come under the serial offender uh, <laughs> title, but... This is from when he was on the other side of the table. And this is what I love. It proves that actors can have them, but also casting teams and producers can be part of those stories and those times when it didn't didn't quite work out the way you thought or something <laughs> just made you laugh. And that's that's kind of what this one is. He starts, there was one story I was going to share with you from the other side of the table. I've been working on a new rock musical for about 11 years and I'm the aerial designer for it. So they had me come in to one of the open calls to observe some of the people that I knew had aerial skills and would be great in the role that they were casting. Now one girl who I didn't know came in and sang the heart song Barracuda. When she got to the part of the chorus that says, you've got me down on my knees now, would you, Barracuda? The actress proceeded to fall to her knees, stare us in the face, put her hands on the side of her face as if they were fish gills and sang Barracuda to which none of us could keep a straight face and we laughed. <laughs> Unfortunately, she was being deadly serious. <laughs> wow. And it is quite the song as well. It's got a really high vocal on it. It's a good audition song for a rock musical. But if you still... <laughs> <laughs> of course it's going to make you laugh if you weren't expecting it. <laughs> That must be the challenge as well from the other side of the table, mustn't it? Because we all know they want they want to support you, I think, as a Oh yeah. You know? And I think that's it. And it would have been from the best the best feeling in the world having a bit of a giggle because it's yeah. just it's just not expected. Especially if you've had a bit more of a kind of power ballady day with a rock you know, a rock audition, rock musical audition. You might have had one type of music sung for you for the whole day. That's just where your mindset is. And then someone come in and do be Rockfish on your knee. <laughs> Rockfish. Rockfish. That's the title of that clip. Rockfish audition. <laughs> so, David, tell me of a time in your career when you've gone into an audition and something has just sent the day on a wobble. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, was, I was on a really good run for a long time where I, nothing seemed to go wrong. And I was just like, yeah, do you know what? I get nervous. I go in and I do the job. But... Um, but my, I think the thing, the unexpected thing I never would have, never would have guessed was showing up to, uh, to audition and it was a dance call, which makes me feel very vulnerable anyway, because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a dancer. Um, I, I can, I can move. I'm a mover. Um, but yeah, I showed up to this dance call and usually I'm prepared to be the most dreadful person at any dance call. Uh, I went to a mom and me a dance call once and asked if I could leave after 20 minutes. I don't mean they asked me to leave. I mean, I asked them if I could leave. Um, I kind of said, come on, guys, I think we get the idea now, right? And they said, no, no, stay. And made me do the whole oh, shabam, no. you know, then in a group, then in fives, then in a pair. And I was this is just torture. It, it was like, a, I was wondering if I died and gone to hell in that moment. Like, am I just going to do this on my dance call for the rest of my life? Is this how it works? Very sweaty dance call as well, that one. So. That's it. But just... <laughs> wildly out of my skill set. And I'm always thinking at these dance calls, I'm like, nowhere on my CV does it say I can dance. So why am I, why on earth am I being put through this? <laughs> and I went to the dance call 
Um, and the first person I saw as I went in was my ex-girlfriend's ex-boyfriend, who'd always had a bit of a grudge. Not for any reason, listeners, dear listeners, I do think it's important to say, I wasn't even the boyfriend after the boyfriend. I was the boyfriend after the boyfriend after the boyfriend. There was a good <laughs> big old gap there. He always didn't like it for some reason. He was the year above us at drama school and he just didn't like it, you know. Um, and so I showed off this first time I've seen him in years. And may I just say as well, not to get dramatic, but I wasn't even with this girl anymore at this point. So there was absolutely no reason to hold a grudge, but managed it beautifully um so i went in he was awkward it was difficult so i'm already at dance call i'm already feeling awkward and then he makes it even worse and we're in the dance call and i'm keeping up as best i can by a thin thin thread and it was a job i really wanted as well which i didn't get by the way um, <laughs> and, um, and and yeah it, it became quite apparent after about you know, i don't know five minutes that we were both the worst dancers in the room um, and we were vying it out for who would be the ultimate terrible dancer in the room. <laughs> and, uh, and he started pairing people up. And he, he turned to me at that point. He said, no offense, mate. Uh, in a very, uh, in a, in a way that implied it would be offensive. No offense, mate. I hope I'm not paired up with you. Cause I need to copy off someone. I was like, oh, I feel the same, mate. Feel the same. <laughs> Trying my best to make it light. Uh, and it became clearer and clearer as they called people forward that we were going to be paired together. Uh, and the moment came and he said, right, you two step forward. And into the middle we went. Neither one of us had a clue what we were going to do. Like we probably had the first sort of three moves down before it turned into complete carnage. And he just turned to me just as we were about to start and went, tell you what, when I woke up this morning, didn't think I'd be doing a duet with you. And he went, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> You're joking. It was as quick as that as well. And I was literally like in the, in the middle going, okay, just been paired up with this person who hates me. And I've got to try and remember these moves. And then he just laid into me for a moment with you. And you were so spiked. Seriously spiked. And, and then she was just straight in five, six, seven, eight. And off we went. Oh. I mean, I don't know what I did. I'd love to see a tape of it because it must have been the look of terror on my face. I can't have hidden it. <laughs> I'm a, I don't know what to say. That's a bit of an arse, isn't it? He's a lot of an ass. Oh, I Bumped <laughs> into him again a few years later, and he was rude to me then as well. Uh, let it go, mate. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Words, life's too I... short. Let it go. You've let it go. It's fine. That's it. Let it go into his face as you were triple pirouetting. So it's fine. <laughs> that would have been convenient, wouldn't it? And that's been... oh, terribly sorry. Yeah. Oh, you've broken your leg. No. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. But I want to know, did anyone pick up on it? That's the thing. Or did he manage to mask it? I don't, I mean, they would have just read it as pure uh, lack of talent, I think. <laughs> the lack of fear and dread and awkwardness in my face would have been read as, yeah, he really, he can't dance and he really can't cover that up, can he? Um, oh. So, yeah, so I think uh, I'm not, oh. I'm not, didn't get away with it. Oh, man. I did have more auditions. That was the most auditions I ever had for, for a show as well. That was nine auditions. No, oh, come first, on, nine. First, nine, yeah. It's the first, it was the first musical I ever auditioned for. Uh, and so I think I was a bit of an unknown quantity, really. So they used to drag me in and just like, just like batter me for an, for an hour. I could go in for an hour and they'd just make me sing higher and higher and higher and higher over and over and over again to see if I had it in me sort of thing. Mm. Um, but I went in nine times and then didn't get it. They wrote me a letter. Oh, come on. But letters don't pay the bills. No. 
Joke's on them now. Should have snapped you up back then, shouldn't they? Oh, they should have done. But did he get the job? That's what I don't want to know. Uh, no, no. I'll, we're fine then. It's fine. It's fine. They obviously picked up on his bad vibes, I think. You know. <laughs> they wrote him a letter and said, we don't want to work with you. And like, yeah, five, yeah. Six, seven, we eight. heard what you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I'm not a fan of holding on to, on to bitterness. Secretly unnecessary, but I mean, like I say, there's no grudge to be had, you know? No. I don't know why auditions sometimes bring out those those angers at, at people sometimes. We've, we've had a couple of them on the show sent in, and it's just like, let, it's fine. Just have a giggle. Let it go. Go. Oh, do you know what? Maybe we were both a bit, you know, we're grown up now. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. It's hard, though. And like you say, it does add a, I mean, they're, they're a pressure thing, aren't they? And like, yeah. we, they're pressured and it's competitive. And so you're already looking around the room, even people you like. Like when I bump into friends, I'm like, oh, why are you here? Why do you have to be here? Because you also, if you like them, it's even worse because you know all their best qualities. But oh, here he is, the charming git. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> He's going to walk in all handsome and rugged and be all brilliant and charming. And I'm going to walk in like some northern schlub straight after him and feel like an idiot. Do you know what I mean? And go, yeah, no, I'm not as gorgeous and tall. Whatever. You know, <laughs> that's worse. At least when you don't good. like someone, you say, well, I'm not going to hire him. He's so grumpy. They're going <laughs> to spot that grudge a mile off. <laughs> and then charming David Hunter comes in. That's it. Hey, folks. You know, your lovable pal. Yeah, yeah. We've had a couple of times uh, in the last couple of episodes where people have sent in times where they've walked in, heard someone who's done really well before, and they've gone, cool, you should... Walked in and gone, cool, you should give them the job. What? <laughs> 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 it's just because everyone's made to feel so down on their own skills like it's it's really good to shout yourself out a little bit and be proud of yourself we're not good at that are we in uh as you know polite brits yeah for the most part you know i think we're we're it's it's not a quality that people like in one another to kind of but it's not about ego, is it? It's about recognizing your own abilities and it, i think it's okay for me to say yeah i'm a really good singer I think that's okay for me to say, having been in the professional for, or having sang professionally for what, 15 years and been singing my entire life. I think it's okay for someone to say, yeah, really good at singing me, but no one likes that. It's funny because an audition is like the only place that that's, that should really be encouraged for too long. When you go into a room, we're made to feel, can you do this? But no, you should go into an audition and go, I can do this because hmm. you've been called in and, you, you know what your ability is. If you go in for, I don't know, maybe something really high, uh, you but you know you can hit a top B and you're fine as a guy, then yeah. you go in and go, yeah, I can nail that. I'd be really confident. And that, yeah. that should be absolutely fine, shouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I, you, you hear stories where people walk in and they go, they're a bit overconfident and we didn't like it. And you go, oh, wow, that's hard then, isn't it? Now we've got to remember to get confident, but not too confident. Yeah. Maybe the question should be, can you sing can you sing top B's? And you go, maybe. And that's perhaps yeah. on a good day. <laughs> if I haven't had five pints the night before. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny thing. Tell you what though, I had a, this morning me and me and my wife did our first ever self-tape together. <gasps> Ooh. We could have a few um adverts looking for like real couples because they need to be able to use the bubble. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they can't pair up couples who are going to be snogging or whatever. So it's like, right, it's got to be a real couple. So we auditioned for this thing together and we had to look like we were exhausted. We had to like, we were straight out of bed and we we're absolutely like shattered and, and really disheveled and stuff. And this is a really good thing because trying to become disheveled and go, oh, right, I need to look really rough or whatever. I couldn't make myself not look gorgeous. <laughs> my aim was the other way so like when i when i want to look nice like i had a self-tape age ago or whatever and i wanted to look nice and i felt oh, i just like, oh, put on a bit of you know lockdown weight and oh, my t-shirt doesn't feel right i feel a bit clammy and oh, my hair's all wrong it's grown a bit too long then when it was and so i couldn't make myself attractive if i tried when someone said you have to be unattractive the problem was reversed because i was like oh it's not quite right i can't quite get it to look really really scruffy i just look too damn good honestly anytime i scruffed up my hair i was like ah, that has landed so perfectly i look chic so it took you six hours to do the self-tape because you just kept catching yourself in the in the video going oh hello david oh sorry yeah. <laughs> <Who's this>? <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's <laughs> there you go. that's the, that's the skill guys if you want to make yourself feel better Aim to feel crap. And then naturally, because of our kind of, you know, because of our worry about getting it right, we go, I'm just not looking crack enough. I'm just looking too damn good. You reverse it. <sighs> First world lockdown casting problems, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's, it. That's it. We we haven't self-taped together. Well, maybe we did one, but we, you know, the baby club on CBBS, right? They, would, they I did a, well. I love the baby club. Oh, Giovanna Fletcher, I adore you. Um, I, <laughs> I, I love like her so much. Actually. Oh, he's great. <laughs> Absolutely. Bri- they're both brilliant. It's one of the best shows yeah. on CBBS in the mornings. Anyway, um, that's, that oh, just no. proves what our lives are like now. That's the thing. I know. There's, we just alienated most of our audience here. I think. <laughs> like, what are we talking about, baby very, club? Very good. Very catchy theme tune. What should very we do the good. name? When did they, what, the, what are the names? How did it go around the names again? How they go... Hello, Tobias. Tobias is in every episode. His mum's got a great, a great agent, Tobias. But they well, did. Isn't he? He's just overdoing it. I just think, you know, listen. There's some lesser names out there, Tobias, and they need yeah. a bit of a bit of screen time as well. He's 45. He shouldn't even be on the show anymore. He's fine. <laughs> he's having to shave his head every week as we, well. Um, we tried to tape Robin and and Jess, my wife, because they did the baby club at home on the weekends, um, and and they kind of inserted those clips into the thing uh, yeah. but no one knew if they'd done but it took us so long and robin looked so bloody bored for the whole thing like quick he's in a he's in a good mood let's do it now and he had to like show them clapping along and we managed to get one where he didn't look quite as bored and it made it on so we're like oh, yes but we didn't know it made Hello. it on until she was just robin it's such a good little song i love it what can we do it in the bag mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 hello, David. Da, da, da. <laughs> Got How two. are you today? <laughs> hello, Christopher. It's good. The baby club's got great music. Oh, what, but, um, yeah. what, what else are you saying to CBeebies then? Oh. Those other, you said one of the best. What are your, are your favorite? Oh, is there any? CBBS, uh, uh, so many, so, <laughs> so top top tier CBBS. We've we've yeah. varied off auditions now, but it's fine. Top tier CBBS. We're talking. Hey Dougie. We're talking Moon and Me, and we're talking Clangers 2.0. Clangers. I love it. Absolutely love it. 
don't like a remake. No, but it's really good. And they're all made by the same... Well, uh, Moon and Me and the Clangers are made by the same studio in Atlanta. And it's they're just beautiful to look at. And I love stop motion. I am not a fan of the one that shows kids how things work. Oh, quite like that one. Ha oh, oh. ha. But I love... Do you know that one? How does it work? Do you know? Wait as well. Do you know? (laughs) It's just it's just an excuse for the production team and the actors to go to nice places. Like I'm going to show you how a speedboat works in the Bahamas. Just, just. (laughs) You've seen different episodes of me. I saw them making tennis balls in one episode (laughs) in in a factory in like Swindon. I don't know which ones you're watching. I like. depending on who you get, Grace slash Katie's Amazing Machines, because Justin Hawkins and The Darkness wrote the music and they performed the music. So as I was watching it and it was like, Katie's Amazing Machines. I was like, that sounds like The Darkness. And Jess went, no, it's not The Darkness. And the credits come. I was like, it bloody is The Darkness. Darkness. That's but what it, they're writing. But that's another one where Katie or Grace, depending on who it is, goes, I'm going to show you how... NASA launch a spacecraft in Florida and then the other one's like here's a wheelbarrow in Wrexham it's like (laughs) I don't know if they toss a coin at the start of a production run to see who goes within the M25 who goes to you know China (laughs) it's just slow slow (laughs) oh here's here's how a bin works I don't know (laughs) yeah here we are making barbed wire in Wellington I quite like that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go. Oh dear. Right. Let's get back to auditions. This is another quick one, and then we're going into a couple of uh big ones. So this actor sends in I've been on both sides of the table and not every audition is successful. For my 17th cats audition, I forgot my screwdriver to tighten my taps on my tap shoes, and one flew off, shattering the mirror. <laughs> I simply walked up to the front of the room, picked up my tap and walked out with my tail between my legs. Oh, God. I did not get the job, but had to pay $350 for the replacement mirror. No. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. That's outrageous. Flipping heck. Tighten your taps, guys. It's uh, (laughs) it's not worth it. I mean, that is the worst kind of feedback, isn't it? When your agent rings. (laughs) You didn't you get, get the job. He's just ringing. This will be it. This will be the news. This will be the news. And you let it ring for a couple of times. Like you've not been staring at your phone. Then you answer it and they go, listen, you didn't get the part. You own some money. That's, yeah. Here's an invoice. <laughs> here's an invoice. You know, you were skint before. Well. Oh, dear me. <laughs> That's, right. He must have been given it the wellies if he smashed a mirror with a tap. Well, that's it. And I mean, I mean, we have to take in consideration that this is his 17th go at Cats. So like, I mean, is that his 17th? Like, Not in the year? one go. Surely that was like over, over a few years, maybe. I'll find but out. Then, I'll email him. It's too many, isn't it? But then, the, the you know, there's too much. There's too much there then, isn't it, for the poor guy? He's walking in. He's got oh, he's got 16 auditions laying heavy on his shoulders. You know, something's going to go wrong. I suppose there's if too you... too much for one man to take. If you break down the $350 across 17 auditions, it doesn't seem so bad. But it's, <laughs> it's 20 quid a time. But it's... <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, but he, no, but he's he's also paying his travel and his pretamondi yep. before he unless know? he unless he lives in the studio, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to cost him more. <laughs> 
how have you found um, making the space between? That's a, it's such an innovative way of making a your own work, but making something that people clearly absolutely love. My wife and I are going to watch it tonight. I've kept it because I knew we were having a chat, and we're going to sit down and watch it. What if you hate it? What? What if you hate it now? That, that's why I'm watching it afterwards. It's fine. <laughs> you might not have wanted me on the show. You could have cancelled this whole thing. You know, <laughs> not at all. Kind of not at that. all. But I've kept it because I'm like, I really want to talk to you first and hear how it was making it before we sit down and watch it and knowing that. Uh, Did you enjoy it? Was it a process that you, you thought it was going to be easier, harder? How, how was it making that work? Uh, making it was, you know, relatively easy. Um, weirdly it kind of pinged back and forth but we didn't even speak on zoom we didn't have a phone call like me and caroline wrote the whole thing purely on text messages and voice notes and that is it like there wasn't a single phone call the That's first brilliant. time we ever dialed each other's numbers is when we were recording one of the songs where they're on a call together sort of thing that's fantastic that's it yeah so uh, but it was surprisingly easy it, but it just kind of it just work to the strengths of me and Caroline we're both very passionate about it we both got really into it and we're very um very excited to do it and so text messages and, and voice notes ping back and forth very quickly we were never waiting on each other to get back to us for too long or if we were you know we're a bit busy or whatever but it just kind of pinged around so brilliantly you know it was great we wrote the whole we wrote so it's three songs long and we wrote it all in three weeks so it's like a one song per week but like I say purely on voice notes um and it was it was it was amazing. We're really we're really proud of it. It's a lovely thing. The only sad thing is now that we've released it, and there was something really nice about not having released it yet, because mm. we could just be like, oh, we're going to release it. People are going to really like it, and it's exciting. And now that's that's gone. And, and the really nice thing throughout the whole process is no one knew we were writing it. We didn't yeah. hint at it. We didn't tease it. We just literally went, we've written a musical, and people went, what, 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 what? Do you write musicals? I do now. Uh, and we just released it, and there it was. And uh, so, you know, we really love it. And we're, we're um, what day is this podcast coming out? Uh, Friday on Friday. So the the tracks have come out today. Then there we go. So they're on Spotify and all that right now, which is which again was just another lovely part of it all. And now they're kind of in the world and a bit of our writing, and it's made you know I want to write some more, and and it's it's nice, it's lovely, and I think I'll, it's it's given a nice positive spin on the old lockdown in terms mm. of. It'd be nice to market in other ways and think like that's when I did that or or for everyone out there, you know, that's when you met someone that you fell in love with over whatever, you know, on a particularly erotic Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, like this oh one. Dear. <laughs> well, Chris, you really should put the top on, by the way. You know, I know. Oh, sh <laughs> I shaved my head especially. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, hit me with another one of yours. Let's let's hear how uh, David Hunter um, <laughs> had had a bit of a nightmare one day. Uh, I mean, like this this one's not even. It's not funny. It was just awful. It was just like I, I went in for my. This is my kinky boots. Like it's like a pre-final. So we'd done like three or four kinky boots auditions, and then you went in for like a final to meet Jerry Mitchell, uh, who's the director, just before the real final, which was like a couple of days later. And I'd done really well through the auditions and I'd, I'd been really smashing it. And I was like, wow, this is this is going great. And I felt like I'm in with a real shout here. And uh, But obviously that kind of all goes away when you then meet the director because everything you've done previously, it, they haven't seen. So this is this is it. You've been vetted to this point. Now you've got to show up and do even better, you know. And I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I did a terrible, terrible job. Um, it was quite early in the morning. It was like 10 a.m. 
and I'd kind of probably set off from home then at about seven to try and get in, uh, tried to warm up on a train and it just wasn't happening. Oh, uh, so I went to sing Soul of a Man, which is without question the hardest song I've ever had to sing in my life at 10 in the morning, having not got round to warming up probably. I was doing that thing where when a, you're waiting for on a tube line and like a tube zips past. And in that moment of loudness, I try and do my, my loudest belt, you know, just to fire out, see if it's in there. And you go, yeah, no, I think it's there. And you're doing it every sort of three minutes. Sometimes I just stand on a tube station for like 10 minutes because I've got the time and just let sort of three or four fly past so I can try and get up to those big notes. Because you can't <laughs> do it in the morning. It's like 6, 6, 7 a.m. in the morning. You're getting ready and you're in the shower and I've got a young baby at home, you know. And then you're, uh, and it's like, right, okay, best get ready to go. And you're on the train. You can't do it there. You're on the tube. You can't do it there. And you're in the room. You can't do it there because everyone's listening to you. Then you go in to meet Jerry Mitchell and you can't do it there either. No. So it went badly. I couldn't, I couldn't hit the notes. I could, they just weren't in me that day. Uh, I wasn't 100%. So basically we finished and he went, so um, you're just going to have to smash it on Friday, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, sorry about that. It's a bit early. He said, yeah, no, no. And he was very nice by it. And I went out, but basically that was the that was the Wednesday. Following day was the Thursday, which happened to be my birthday. And then the day <laughs> after the Friday was when I had to go back in and sing. So I went home and I basically went on voice rest for like a day. And I had to balance it. I was like, I need to rest my voice because it's not right. Like it, I, was, I wasn't well, you know, and I need to somehow then rev it back up to sing the hardest song I've ever sang in my life in front of Jerry when it's also gone wrong the, the two days before. You know, it's like all that pressure on top of it. So I had horrible birthdays, you can imagine. I was really panicked about it, really stressed. And I thought, and also I was thinking, I've thrown this all away because I was doing so well. I was like, I was really nailing it. And I just, the, the one day that I had to really deliver it, I didn't. So I went back in on the Friday and, and it went well. I don't think I sang it as well as like I'd done previously, but I, I, all the notes came out really nicely and I was dead happy with it all. I was sweating a lot, no doubt. Um, and they went, great, great, thank you, thank you. And I, and I thought I did my couple of songs and three uh, scenes where everyone walked out and I just did like a kind of like breakfast club fist pump on the way out. Not for effect, just out of pure like, <laughs> they all laughed and turned around and went, I didn't die like that. <laughs> and, I went. Uh, and obviously the good result, as, um, as you may know, is that I got the part. Um, yeah. But I was stunned. I mean, I was stunned because I kind of really felt like, and still do, you know, if you, they want someone who's going to play this part eight shows a week for a year or, or maybe longer. I did two years in the end. And they want to know you can just bash it out, whatever the situation, you're going to show up and bash it out. And I obviously proved very much that I wasn't able to do that on that occasion. And so I was like, I just thought, I kind of thought one strike and you're out really, you know, but I'm very fortunate that they were, they were, um, they were generous, I guess, with with, uh, with it. And I think the other thing I didn't consider is that everyone was struggling with that song because it is a horrible song to sing. It's so hard. And so I think the fact I hit it even once was like, oh, well, that's good. He can he can maybe do it. That's good. I mean, when it was on, I remember there were some celebrities that did it on Broadway um, and they notched it down two tones. They took it down two tones. And I was like, I didn't know that was an option, guys. Could we not have mentioned <laughs> that on my audition where I made an absolute boob of myself? Um, just a couple of tones down, please, MD. Just, just, whoa, can whoa, we go whoa, to whoa. Who said we could do that? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's do it again. Do it again. One more time, please, in the celebrity <laughs> key. The celebrity key. <laughs> well, you got the job. Yeah. See, that's, that's it. it. This is what we like. It proves that you can still have a uh, quote-unquote bad call, yeah. but it's all right. 
it's all and right. The truth and is, by the time I got it, I mean, it was a nicer, nice lesson for me. By the time I got it, I, I honestly, I walked out that audition the day after my birthday, just and just the satisfaction of doing it and not yeah. messing up and, and just collapsing in a sweaty mess was enough. I honestly let go in the moment that it all went wrong. I let go of the job completely. I just said, you know what? I'm not getting that job. It didn't go my way. Not to worry. Just completing the audition on the 22nd of April was enough. I was like, great, I've done it. And I forgot about it. And it was about a week later, they called with a job offer. And I was like, what? Come, could not believe it. I'd forgotten about it. Which puts to rest as well, this whole thing. I always really don't like this, um, you know, the secret. There is a, it, you know, it's like a self-help book. And I think it could be really valuable to a lot of people. And I think it's a lovely thing. But I think for actors, it can be an absolute killer. Because it basically, you know, in a very simple way, kind of, uh, you know, it kind of asks you to envisage what's ahead of you and then right. bring it into being, which I think is a lovely thing. And, and it can lead to lots of positivity and people really going for things and people enjoying life in a different kind of way. And I think in that way, it's great. I just don't like the magic element of like, you can, you can will this job into being. For actors who have so little control over the outcome of these auditions, because we can't all be, if we're all at home doing the secret, we can't all get the job, can we, you know? No. <laughs> With so little control, I think it's really dangerous to give actors the uh, another thing to think of that they should do well. So it's like, if you don't get it, you didn't do the secret well enough, you know, as well as you weren't quite good enough or you weren't quite attractive enough or whatever. Or those horrible neuroses that run around our brain combined with, oh, I should have wished for it harder. Damn it. You know, it's another level of pressure to put on yourself, isn't it? It's like uh, all the pressure of performing plus the pressure of convincing the universe. I mean... No one needs that. Just want so, to convince but, but the in panel. Instance, I just literally forgot about it. I didn't think I was getting it full stop. So I definitely didn't will it into being. So I think I've debunked that theory that forgetting about it is sometimes a good thing. And another thing I've debunked. So when we did One Man Two Governors, you know, it's unlucky to whistle on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, on the press night at the Adelphi, <laughs> One Man Two Governors, I whistled on stage all like all the time. Whenever I was on stage, I was a t I just moved chairs on and off in that show, so I had very little to lose. It's quite selfish, selfish of me. <laughs> I whistled the whole time. Five star reviews across the board. So guys, that's another one of debunked. It's gone. Don't worry about it anymore. Whistling's back on. That was a superstition for. It used to cue the flies to come in and out, didn't it? So yeah. the, the superstition is that if you whistle, you're going to get hit on the head by something. Yeah, which is it is a ridiculous superstition because it was a real fact, which was then taken away. Like, the yeah. crew aren't listening for whistles anymore, so don't worry about it. But just in case anyone was wondering, I had to bunk it for you, sort it out. Yeah, you hit on the head with five stars, five stars, five stars. Five stars. <laughs> Smash on it, five stars. Five stars, straight off, Chris. Four that reads like a five. <laughs> <laughs> Very positive four. Yeah. No, they were all five. So I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good chance to kind of put it to rest because I was like, Do you know what? They're all going to love this. They all love James Corden. I'm just going to try it out now. If it goes badly, it doesn't really bother me because they're not going to slag off the guy who pushed the chairs on and off. The odd if they did. I'd probably retire if they did. The show was excellent. However, the man who pushed the, the chair on a, stage right was There was terrible. a lot of bloody whistling in it. I didn't like that. <laughs> Too much whistling. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half. Three and a half. <laughs> we got a submission in which i think is completely relatable to both you and i as parents and anyone thinking about working with children here's one for you <laughs> this comes in from a new mum at the time 
She says, having been out of the industry for a little bit to give birth to my new baby, my agent called me with an advert casting for a baby product and asked if I'd be okay taking my baby boy along too. I agreed. The fee was decent, she says, and packed us up for an afternoon in London, culminating in a screen test. I was in a really nice Soho casting suite and the staff were clearly loving having lots of little babies there that afternoon. The brief said, we'd have to be cute with our baby, undress the baby, wrap it in a towel and tickle its tummy, like when you're drying them after a bath. They thought of everything, sanitising everything after each baby, and she says this was well before Covid times. Fresh towels, wipes everywhere, it was lovely, really welcoming. The room itself was really white, and clearly they were going for a clean, light feeling with the style and lighting. You know the kind of advert, soft lullaby music, sun coming through the window behind the mother and baby, etc. Well, we get to the table where the action would be filmed. I undressed him, wrapped him loosely in a towel and followed the direction really well. He was a delight. He properly loved it and smiled and did all the cute baby things we wanted. The team was super happy with it all. Result. He was a couple of months old by now and I was really, really proud of him. It was quite an emotional moment for me, and if I'm honest, I shed a little tear being back in the business with my little boy. I started to unwrap him from the towel at the end and thanked the team as they came over to see the baby. He looked me straight in the eyes, giggled, and proceeded to do the biggest projectile poo you've ever seen. <laughs> it shot like a fountain, completely traversing the table we were on, and landed on the casting suite floor which was also white. <laughs> I was mortified. One of the team held the baby in the towel whilst I dashed onto my hands and knees, profusely apologising, saying, oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, I'm really sorry, I'm sorry. As I mopped up my baby's poop from the floor. The team were of course okay about it, but it didn't make the smell it left in the room any better. <laughs> they, she says, they must have been waiting for this to happen. Yeah. I didn't get the job. They were playing with fire. Yeah, they knew it was coming. I didn't get the job, but I did get a lovely email from the team telling me not to worry and thanking me for taking the little baba with me. We had a lovely day and it reminded me that at castings with your baby, the inevitable will always happen. Yeah, very true. <laughs> can I, can I, before we move on, can I guess the title of that? Yes, you can. Um, Was it? Oh, poop. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it was a radio friendly. <laughs> oh, I mean, you, you're going to, it's going to happen, isn't it? It's, yeah. If you've got a young baby. If you're going to take your baby, you've got to take the pressure of yourself and say, do you know what? I can no longer control this situation. It's going to, something's going to happen. He's either going to cry all the way through it. He's going to crap everywhere. He's going to wee all over people. It's just not going to point in the right direction at any one time. There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> oh, it's very sweet. It's very sweet. And again, the, the team, clearly the team had, had worked in that situation before and they went, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. But what a lovely thing for your first audition back after giving birth to be yeah. able to take your, your new child with you and kind of experience a little bit of the industry again. That must have been amazing. So thank you so much for sending that in, whoever you were. Me, me Tara and Heidi went for a, a casting once. And at the end of the casting, they wanted to cast Heidi, but not me and Tara. Oh, no. I mean, not the professional actors, just the cute baby they made. <laughs> um, we said no. We, we refused. Said no. 
Well, you can, you can do have it. With us. You know what? You can have her, but only with us. We're in the rider. <laughs> Let her do it, but you take an 80% commission. That's what happens. It's got to earn a keep. <laughs> so I've got one more for you uh, that was sent in this week. And this, uh, this, is, this is bad, but <laughs> nothing... <laughs> Nothing that this actor did wrong, okay? So hang on. So far, we've had we've had fish impressions, we've had poo everywhere, yeah. We've had shattered mirrors and three hundred and fifty dollar bills, and this is your, in your words, really bad. I think this is I because I can just I can feel this one when I'm reading it. That's my problem with this one. Oh Christ! Here we go. Uh-huh. Did you just gag? I nearly gagged. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, this is worrying. Okay. Oh. It was 2010, and I was called in for an audition for a new British musical that was being presented as a private concert, showcasing its material to a bunch of rich investors to raise funds. <laughs> to the point, I arrived at the small theatre in Surrey for the audition and was directed to the studio space to wait with a couple of people. When we were called in, a they lot didn't. Of this co- a lot of this feels slightly passive aggressive. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we were brought through to the small studios (laughs) when people were called in they didn't return to the room but just left so we didn't see them again but the guy just before me had left his bag so after he finished he ran back in to grab it he seemed to be in a really really big rush and looked a bit off see you soon i said to be polite and smiled good luck you'll need it he said in a way i wasn't quite expecting and rushed out the waiting room really fast was a bit mean I thought was being nice but up I get and get ready this had made me a bit nervous he'd he'd, he'd caught me off guard so I started breathing to quiet myself as I waited the runner soon came and called my name and guided me to the audition space I felt ready I opened the door and was called over by the panel the director and the book writer were the same person and a very lovely pianist who was also the writer of the music of the piece They were both ladies of a certain age and were honestly the sweetest, most lovely people you'll ever meet, which makes me feel utterly worse about this whole thing. What's going to happen? We had a quick chat and as the questions about me drew to a close, I took a deep breath to calm my nerves once more. A big, deep breath. It's going to get lightheaded. That's when I smelt it. (laughs) There was a really musky but quite acidic smell in the air. Oh, what's that? It caught me quite by surprise, and it jarred me. It was so bad. Maybe it was some sort of plant giving off some sort of odour. Did the bin in the room smell? It made my head go a little bit wobbly. It drifted away after a second or so, so I quickly settled myself and sang my first choice of song. All went well, and I was called over to the pianist and writer to go through some material that I'd been sent from the show. She was lovely bright and bubbly, clearly very proud that her baby, the show, was finally coming to life in some form. She spoke a moment about the style of the piece and picked up one of the choices for me to sing. But there it was again. The smell. But this time, it was really strong. It must have been her perfume. And whatever it was, was one of the worst smells I've ever, ever smelt. It was like the smell of a bottom of a wheelie bin lined with some kind of citrus that in execution turned into some musty vinegar that cut through every breath. She started to play and I started to sing. 
The more she played and got into her own piece, the harsher the smell became while she wafted her arms and hit the keys hard. I'm trying as hard as I could to keep going, but visually finding it really difficult now. I could see the director looking more and more concerned about my performance and looking, if I'm honest, quite angry at me. <laughs> I had to sing the song once more. I needed to read the music from the piano, but it really was too much by now. The inside of my throat, nostrils and even my eyes by now were really stinging. She started to play again and I sang the first line, but crumbled. I couldn't go on. It was too much. I'm, I'm really sorry. I just can't. I grabbed my stuff and I ran out the audition. Another second in that smell and I genuinely would have thrown up. I caught a glimpse of the director and the pianist in the room before I left. Looked at their faces and they were adorned with a look of both confusion and frustration. I pretty much ran as fast as I could down the stairs and outside caught the first lungful of fresh air and instantly felt much better. I had to take a minute, so I sat on the wall outside the theatre and gulped down a bottle of water I'd had in my bag. Did you smell it then? A voice said to me from my left. And when I turned to look, the boy who'd wished me good luck in the waiting room was sat on the wall further down, clearly having thrown up on the floor. Oh. After a short conversation, it turned out he'd had the same issue. And it was so bad for him, he'd actually thrown up. <laughs> we walked to the train together. I emailed my agent and told them everything and asked them to apologise to the team, saying I'd had a dodgy tummy or make something up. They were both so lovely and the show was lovely and they were so kind and welcoming. But when someone's perfume in an audition room fills the room with the smell of death, bins and lime... No job is worth it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I can. I mean, they must have started to sense that there was a common theme here. No, if several people were storming out the room looking, you know. I, I suppose it's one of those things that when you, if you wear that perfume all the time, you're just too used to it by that point, aren't you? Oh my goodness. I could Gosh. feel. I could feel that smell. I don't know what it's. I mean, the description of yeah. a bin and vinegar is that <laughs> that's horrible how do you cope with something like that though what can i mean you just have to try and stomach it up but a bodily reaction is just going to happen whether you like it or not i think you're just praying it's a short one aren't you just get out of there quick yeah. no, no of course of course that's the one they want you to come over to the piano and work through material for of course <laughs> that's not the 16 bars no 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 <laughs> yeah, we want you as long as possible <laughs> maybe it was a test yeah oh dear it was a it was an immersive show <laughs> it was a... <laughs> it's a scratch and sniff of a show i'm gonna email that person back and ask what the show was now because i need to go and look up if a it happened and b who the composer was now <laughs> <laughs> yeah if they ever managed to cast it you know Oh, dear. Right, before we let you go, we always like to ask our guests uh, who've done lots of auditions and worked in lots of different uh, things that will need those castings, what would you add to the process to make it more enjoyable for everybody? What would your audition addition be? I mean, just in a, in a if there was such a thing, maybe everyone gets like a gimme. Maybe everyone gets like a little like, Restart. What do you? Oh, a mulligan. A just mulligan. a mulligan. Yeah. That's so at any point you just go hands up, mulligan, and you get to start again wherever you are. Just one. You can't be there all day. So oh, sorry, but and it's accepted because I think if you say, "Oh, I'm so sorry," can I start again? It's like 
oh, it's a, it's bad, that, isn't it? It's like, oh, no. I mean, some people, I think, carry it off. But if you, if everyone had just understood that he said, Mulligan, and they go, oh, he's used it. And then you off you go. That's that's <laughs> such a good idea. And also a really useful idea. <laughs> well, it's very useful. Other than that, like, like I said earlier, like if you could walk into a room and just have a little nosy around first and just kind of get used to it, just be like, okay, it's this big, it's this painted this color, there's that many people on the panel, and you can just go in and go, la 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 la, okay, it sounds like that, and off you go, and then come back in and go, hello everyone, and be charming. <laughs> it's yeah. just that, the like little false false entry, we could call it like a double take. Yeah, you should be able to download the VR of a room before you go in, pop on your That's goggles, good. and and there we go. That'd be really good, that'd be really good. Or you could just have that just outside, couldn't you? Just outside yeah. the room. Everyone gets a little VR headset. Yeah, if you, you want to pop on the headset, you'll know what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> just do, do your audition sort of virtually and then do it. But then what you get is you get people going, do you know what? I nailed it on the virtual one and then I got in the room and it just wasn't the same. <laughs> or walk in with the goggles on and forget. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> in regards to mulligans, are we talking one mulligan per show? Are we talking one a year, one per audition? I need to know details on the mulligan. I think one per audition process. Yeah. So in Kinky Boots, it would have been it would have been that Wednesday. <laughs> That's it. Big time. Equal at that point, I would I think I would have called like a gimme in terms of like can I just leave and come back another time as opposed to <laughs> that was if I, I could have mulliganed that over and over again, I only would have got more tired of singing Soul of a Man. The top <laughs> you know what I mean? Can I come or back? Or can two? just you can just shout. So you got mulligan. You've got the double take where you come in and or the virtual reality. And then you've got, um, we could go with the celebrity. So you ask for the celebrity. If the song's too high, you go, celebrity, please. I, I play my celebrity card. And you get one each per career. You get to play oh. your celebrity card. And then you can put it in whatever key you want. And they have to accept it. See, that's a, a celebrity card is a great idea. That's that's a, just a genuinely good idea. And you know it exists. You know it exists. Someone's, someone's <laughs> using it, aren't they? <laughs> Not me. And there we go. That was this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. And a huge thank you to David for spending an hour or so with me, having a laugh, having a talk. I think we talked for about 20 minutes on CBB shows. It was great. <laughs> that's, the, that's the life That's the life of a young parent performer at the moment. There's no performing to do. So we're just stuck in front of Hey Dougie. And you know what? I couldn't be happier. <laughs> you can stream the space between album right now we're going to put some links down in our podcast description for you please do support caroline and david they've made an incredible piece of theater it's really really fantastic what you can do in lockdown when you've not even met someone so thank you for uh, letting us in on the story of how that all happened you can follow david on all social medias i'll put links down in the description too he's he's an absolute blast and i'm really thankful that he came to have a laugh and uh, a giggle through your your stories now We've got a really big few weeks coming up here at the Don't Call Us, We'll Call You studio. I say studio, it's it's my son's nursery with some pillows around it, you know. This is the perfect opportunity to let loose those stories you've been hiding away inside yourself that you've never admitted to anyone. You only have to admit them to me and I will read them out completely anonymously. We've got guests from Hollywood. We've got guests from the world of drag. We've got guests from the world of Broadway. We've got some incredible people coming up that we're going to be recording very, very soon that when you see the podcast drop on a Friday morning and their name on the episode, you are going to blow your mind. So please do email them in to don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. And from me to you a really big thank you for anyone who's tagged their friends and said hey you need to listen to the show 
your reviews, your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, and most importantly, your actual word reviews that have been incredibly kind. I, it means the world to myself and John Webb. We make this show because we just want to spread a little bit of joy during the time when there's no theatre and no performing to be had. But it is getting back. So hopefully audition stories will come in from things that have just happened. I can't wait. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode. If you are new here, there's a load of episodes out already with people you know, people you may not know, and listen to them all. There's so many stories from people in there. Hopefully it'll make you laugh even, even more than you normally do. We will see you again next week for a very special episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, released every Friday morning. Please stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, and remember, don't call us, we'll call you. Goodbye, everyone! 